This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Welcome back to The Best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch and welcome back to Matthew Johns. Brian, joining us for the first time in 2024 is Morning Glory host Matthew Johns. Welcome to The Run Home for 2024, Matthew. Boys, I'm I'm well rested. I'm right on the bit this afternoon. Pleasure to be here, boys, for the first time in 2024. Fletch, how are you? I'm going good, Matthew. Matthew, have you been in touch with Mark M. Davis uh, lately? I don't know if you know uh, if, you're, if you're familiar with Big M. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that trip, it just honestly, it's just it's just it's just one big blur. Mm. It really is, Fletch. I you know, I, I came home. Well, put it this way, boys, tourists, uh, Joel, uh, me and Fletch uh, got up to some swashbuckling shenanigans. So much so that uh, our wives were found out about it. Uh, they've been <laughs> they've been in cahoots, and they're coming over oh. for this uh, second trip. Yes, which is a, probably a good thing. It Fletch, is probably a good thing. I don't think. I don't know about you. I don't think I could. My body could sustain doing that ever again. Now, you're best on ground. I've got to give you that. You are very, very good. But for our listener out there who don't know who Mark M. Davis is, he's the owner oh, yeah. of the Vegas Raiders. So we were lucky oh, enough oh. We were lucky enough to go and watch the Raiders versus the Chargers. Yes. And we had media passes. Mm. Anyway, we don't know how we got media passes, but we've strolled down. We're, like, we've had a few and we're holding drinks. We're holding schooners on the field. Right. They can't do that, can you? you can't, well, we didn't know that. No. So... Uh. The players are warming up, mm. and we're behind the, the, the red zone, the end zone, what they yeah. call it, drinking, and we're just taking it all in. Anyway, the players come off the field, yeah. and we thought it was similar to what happens in league when they yes, run up the yes. tunnel. Come on, boys, get into it. <laughs> yeah, get into it, well, you we, low were, we were revving them up. They took their helmets off to look at us to say, it does, that doesn't happen. No. So much so that the owner, who was warming up with them, It'd be like, it'd be a bit like Richo, yeah. uh, the West Tigers, yeah. just running out there. Well, here comes the owner of the team, and yes. Matty is just pumped for a high five. And, and like the bloke brushes him, but Matty no. just Matty walks in front of him and basically stops him to get a high to get a high five. And he was so shocked. Because yeah. they don't do, they don't do that. It no. was it was Mate. a bizarre sort of warm up. It, it was it was a real it, it was a marriage of just two cultures in the fact that as you said before a, a media pass all access like why they would give it to to us and then we find ourselves drinking schooners on the field as the team's warming up and and, and what about at full time? So at full time, boys, we've just got ah oh, well. Right, how about we just go back out there again, mate? We're walking with schooners in the on on the middle of the field. Security came out and said, "Guys, you yeah, can't be. You here. can't do that." And I had the pass. But, and I said, "But no, we're with uh, Fox." And then one girl goes, "Yeah, who's your boss?" And I said, "Lachlan F and Murder." <laughs> mate, but what happened, Fletch? Our our, our little rev up speech before the game. Yep. Not that we saw a ball thrown, <laughs> kicked, or anything. Mate, they won by the, the largest margin in Raiders history. Mm. 
They won by 60 points. Yeah, 14th of December, 63-21, shellacking Yeah, and they, the, the, the week before, they only managed to get three points. Correct. The worst game in yeah. history. So you do the math. <laughs> That's right. Well, we was at the bar. We didn't even see the game. All we kept hearing is roaring. We was going, oh, mate, they're in again. <laughs> yeah. It got, a, it got a bit boring. It got a bit boring <laughs> after that. Because then we're, we're in this real flash area where you could just eat anything you wanted. Yes. There was like a buffet. Uh, Hindy and Gordon gave it a real good note, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't party pies. No, no. It wasn't party pies. There's uh, free pour. Yeah. So you go and get your salmon. You go get your bok choy. Yeah. You go get your brown rice with a bit of kale in it, and then you would walk down and get. Can I get a Don Julio tequila? No, no problem. Oh. So you're talking to the bloke, and he's free pouring it. Wow. Where are you from, man? Oh. What about the tailgate? Well, you, that would have been oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our man really got into a lot of trouble. Oh. Because, uh, as we know, in that part of the world, uh, gang violence is a little rife. Oh. And uh, we we're getting photos and Fletch was doing, just doing a symbol. Oh. Uh, wasn't meant to be any sort of bloods or crips, but... Oh. There are a couple of people there who warn Fletch, don't do don't that. Don't do that. Yeah. You may be murdered. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the Raiders, you know how they... The, well, the Raiders are known, were known as the bad boys in the 80s. Yes. I think a lot of the fans took that on board. So, you know, yeah. they had the black and yeah, white. Yeah, it yeah. was like black was like evil. And then yeah. NWA started wearing it. It was all in that 80s sort of thing. The LA Raiders. LA Raiders. So yes. there a lot of... Los Angeles Raiders residents drove to Vegas, but that was super yeah. friendly. Yeah. One guy walked, uh, leant over to get me some of his uh, tacos, and he had a Roscoe in there. <laughs> oh. I could see, a, like, a, I saw a gun sticking out his Mate, sticking out his do, jorts. Do, do you know the thing about it is so Fletch? Like, you know, Americans are so Americans are great in their own country. They're so nice. Even the gangsters yes. were nice. We were saying they carry, they're packing, they're packing, they're pistol packing, yeah. and they're just they were so nice. We we had a, we we were saying they were the kindest murderers we've ever met. <laughs> yeah, they? absolutely. Oh no. And, they, and then what about so I'm standing there. We're at the tailgate party, and just you know, mate. It was just a blur, a maggot. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> producer goes, mate, we've got a, we've got a, there's a bloke on the line from the New York Times or the New York Post, and mate, he wants to, he wants to talk to someone about hip drop tackles. Um, would anyone talk? So, yeah, give him here. <laughs> I was on, I was on there for about twenty minutes talking oh. to the bloke, and I was just like, what? Anyway, I got a text from our man Hutchie. Um, Texted me the next morning and goes, Mate, you've gone international. I'm just reading the New York Times. There's a big thing about you. <laughs> he goes, Mate, you give it to Tom Brady a little bit. Oh. I said, No, really. Apparently, they said something like Tom Brady came out and said, Oh, the game's going soft. And I said to the bloke in the New York Times, I said, Fancy, fancy Tom Brady saying that. He didn't get hit for 10 years. <laughs> But uh, I'm officially having a feud with Giselle's ex. Oh, well, we spoke to someone who knows him very well and said he's boring as batshit. Mm. Yeah, so we asked someone. Did. Yep, and we yeah, said, "What's I he heard like? a few of the yeah, a few of the people went to that uh, speaking thing that he yep. did, and uh, yeah, I think the most exciting thing that happened was when he threw the ball to Reese Walsh. Yes. <laughs> oh no, I thought it was when he got Lockie Neal right, right on the chest. <laughs> that was good. Uh, Matthew, right. the, fo- the football season's not far away. We were just talking about the Bulldogs today. Yep. Um, Can you see them improving? I can. I I can see the Bulldogs moving up into the mid-table. I don't know if they'll play finals foot, but it's a little bit... Like, I think, fellas, when a team has been 
you know, have had the foot on the throat from other sides or the top of the head for a while. Once they start to get that winning feeling, you see the confidence start to grow and they really take off. So if the Bulldogs, if they can get off to a good start, mm. um, then... <laughs> Sorry, you know, Matty. Sorry, I'm just sorry. I'm just looking at uh, uh, your man, Marky Davis' hair. Don't. Oh, oh, how bad oh, is it, mate? Have you ever seen the old man? Have you seen the old man? He Hell. was the guy, mate. His old man looked like a screaming skull. Uh, yeah, the he was, he was the one. He was the one that penned. Uh, well, he came up with the saying, "Just win, baby. Just win." Oh, yeah. Marky Davis. Oh. Yeah, screaming skull, big time. Um, what about the hair? What about the Daryl? Yeah. <laughs> and that's coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't speak about. I didn't speak about Matthew. You going oh. over, going over to Vegas. So we got an upgrade. Oh. We used our oh, points yeah. to get an upgrade. Well, Gordon obviously he's got two million points. He kept showing me every day on his. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Fletch, oh, yeah. Gordon's got his own plane. <laughs> so we, Heidi and I, got upgraded, and then Matthew couldn't get upgraded. So we went down and saw him. He was. He sleeps sitting up. Like his legs, his legs don't touch the ground. I was swinging. <laughs> Mate, fans, is this the way like there the or back? This, this is the Mate, way there. Yeah. So we came right out for a visit. Right out. Let, let's just let's just right out. One second before we get on that. Let's just paint the picture, boys. What really happened when you said I oh, Matty couldn't get an upgrade? Right? <laughs> so about a week before he left, Trish goes, "Listen, we've got enough points. Do you want to get an upgrade?" And I said, "Look." Nah, it's all in, uh, one in, all in. I said, I can't get on the plane and turn left and the boys are going right. I said, mate, we're all going over economy. It's all good. So we get to the, we're at the airport and we're sitting there having a beer. And I say to the boys, oh, what seats are you blokes in? And I could see them nervously fudge. And I thought, what's got, Hindy actually got his, his boarding pass and like pulled it off the table a little bit. And I've gone, what, 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 what? And they were, oh, 10C and 11A. And I went, what? And they said, where are you? And I was like, 121F. <laughs> <laughs> they got the upgrade. Oh, oh. We didn't get the upgrade. But you were happy with it. I tell you what, you, you, uh, didn't, you didn't whinge, but he slips standing up. No, no. Full full upright. He, yeah, he, did, he was sleeping. He had two. I thought they were ginger beer. Yeah. It wasn't ginger beer. No, no. Nah, that's it it. That, that always beer. helps, mate, when you just slam about a dozen whiskeys into you. <laughs> Because the bloke came down, the bloke who, who was the flight steward was a rugby league fan. And he come down and goes, mate, Fletch and Hindy are up in business. What are you doing here? Anyway, took pity on me and he just kept going, mate, do you want another one? I said, yes, just keep them coming. And, oh, uh, good so, mate, I literally got there, boys. Like, I'd slept, I think, all but two hours. Wake going over. <laughs> Woke up with a shocking hangover, but not jet lagged. Oh, that's wonderful stuff. Hey, uh... <laughs> Matty. Bulldogs? No. <laughs> we've, moved, we've moved on. Sweet. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, one of the great break dancers, one of the great conspiracy theorists would join us, and they would be whom, Brian? That'd be Sats and the Rat. And we had an, a pretty, uh, I dare say, risque mm. uh, where else but Queensland. Ooh. Now, mm. Sports Day with Scotty Sattler and Matty Rogers there on the line. Good, good. Uh, Afternoon, boys. I sort of, you know, oh, I'm right. right. oh, oh, oh. yeah, How you going there? I was about to say Happy New Year. I thought yes. we're a bit too far down the pitch, aren't yeah, we? No, right. we're not. No. I, haven't, I haven't seen you since then, so yeah. Happy New Year. No, Happy New Year, gentlemen. How are we? Good, good. lads. How are you going? We're going good. Anything new up there? New studios, uh, new outfits, new, new segments. Merch? So there's a new surf um, 
pool getting built up at Arundel. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, mm. where the Titans, Titans used to train. Titans they're, facility is. They're, yeah. they're leaving. You'd be you'd be liking that, Fletch. Well, there's one down here. That's the Urban Surf have just. They're pretty much. Uh, I think it opens in June or July down here. Hunal July. Yeah, right. Is that in a Homebush? Yeah. Because the other yeah, one, right. the other one up there at uh, it's a bit further up than you guys up at the Yapoon. Yeah. That's all falling apart apparently. Oh. Yeah, there's a little, there's a fair bit of moving parts in that one. Yeah, they, they've had a few issues with it, but it does create a pretty. Have good you got wave. a Top Golf down there? You haven't got a Top Golf, have you? E, no, is that the one that no. was at the? That's at the Vegas Titans thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's one yeah, at there's Vegas. One Vegas. There's one at uh, like near Movie World and everything on the Gold Coast. Mm. Yeah. Actually, we have one. What's the one down in Caring Bar? Or, no, 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 there's, no. A, there's an X Golf, which is oh. the inside computerized stuff. Oh, okay. No, no, no Top no. Golf is the outdoor one. All yeah. your drinks. It's a yeah, yeah. MGM Grand near there at Vegas. They've got a big one there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, right. J- just on Vegas, boys. Any yeah. U2 palookas going? Rats going over. Mm. Of course. Mm. Yep. Of course. So Sugar and I were going over. Yep. Yeah. Well, well that, the only t- reason t- I'm going over is because they're not. Fletch, let's say that. They're, they're not going. So I just asked the boss. I said, can I go? And he's like, yeah, we can cover if you want to go. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> they, want, well, they had a budget, right? So yeah. S- right. Sats and I were going to go in economy. Yep. They could have both of us there in economy or they could have one rat in business, and they've gone yeah. with a ladder. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair enough, Julian National. I'm, I'm paying for myself to go. I'm not going on the company. Well, he goes, oh, it'll be good because we'll be able to cross to him. Now, if you look at the time difference, when we're get in in the studio, he is blind drunk in the, on the on the. I'll be in a club with uh, yeah. Fletch somewhere. Oh, yes. Well, Are I'm, you going Brit, over, Fletch? I'm going over. Brit's coming over too. You've already... Oh, you, oh really? Mm, yeah. I was oh. over there a, a week ago, uh, a month ago. Yeah. How was it? Talk us through uh, Eight days, way too long. Way too oh. late. <laughs> well, yeah. well, my, That's my overkill. Time. I've got a few mates rocking up five days before the game and leaving three days after. I've done Vegas. Yes. And I, I, I booked for seven, and I, oh. I cut the trip short and left. Were you in the Hurt Locker five. when you were sitting at the airport? Or? It was horrible. Mm. Might be in the hurt locker. Oh, eight it was days. so bad. And anyway, I, I left it. To, I, it was an early season trip, and I left the, all the boys there. <laughs> I came back early. Which mm. which um, uh, club? Titans. Titans. Okay, have you mm. ever? Do, do, the, do the rugby boys get around on end of season trips? Oh, oh mate, we were away so much. Not really. Okay. Hey, the two. Th- that was the first year the Titans went mm. to Vegas. We won't name the player, but there was a said player that played for the Titans. Yeah. And a porn star fell in love with him mm. while he was yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it, that's a con job, surely. <laughs> yeah, it is a con job. <laughs> con job. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Sats. Uh, yeah, Sats. He's back on the coast now too. Yeah, uh, is he? Sats. Uh, I heard your Friday or Saturday night was quite big. Uh, Saturday night, mm. yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah, it was. I'm hearing that, that footage on social media. Oh, yeah. What was what that? What happened? Talk yeah. us through that's, it. It's a backspin. As, as you know, <laughs> and I've offered Matty Johns this challenge because he, he was a beatboxer and a rap dancer and a rap teens as well. So was I. B-boy. I was in Electo Beat. Electo Beat. That was the name of our rap group when we were 13. And we were supposed to be called Electro Beat. And when we got the shirts made up, the guy forgot to put the R in. Electo. Electo Beat. So, yeah, I did a backspin. Mm. Yeah, mm. at uh, where were you? Uh, we were at um, it's called the Skyline Roof Lounge. What which time? Is, oh, it was pretty early. It's about ten thirty. Wow. Eleven. Any drinks? On, how many drinks on board? Oh yeah, fair bit of cracking and dry. He's <laughs> no, not a beer drinker. Our sets. Nah, nah. nah. I don't drink a lot of beer. Look at the rig on it. Yeah, hairy mm. arms, but good rig. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> gentlemen, what are we making of yep. the Perth Bears? I no, like no, 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 no. Rat's got a no, no. You've I, got a 
Well, then I don't, well, I don't want to upset. I don't want to no, upset no, people. No, no. What I'm here. saying is, you've got a you've got a theory around this with PVL sort of oh, jumping on the bandwagon of Norse now. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a smother. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't I think I think PNG are going to get it. Do you think I, it'll be the PNG Bears? Is that mm, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he puts it out there. He says, "Look, I yep. like the Bears. Everyone's thinking it's Perth, and then whammo." But a lot mm-hmm. of the time, too, gents, they they put it out there. Or a rumour gets out there, just a bit of a yep. sense check to feel yep. the temperature as to are they mm-hmm. bite and they like it, don't they like it? Mm-hmm. You, you see yep. that a lot. Man, yeah. I, I, I could see, and and there's a lot of people in the shire that are going to hate me saying, I could see the Cronulla Sharks moving to Perth. Oh, what? Oh, they can't be doing How that. How dare you say Mate, that? Mate, I, I just... I, I mean, they, will choke you out. They've got no money. Mm-hmm. They, they, sold just... every, they sold everything. They've got no money left. So where's it they all going? sold everything. Well, they they didn't keep any. Hey, that development, that development's burning money by the day. But yeah. they they're not building that, are they? Oh, I I just think they'll they'll end up selling that field, getting a grant from the league, and going over to WA. I just I just I, wow. I, I mean, it's got this. It's such a. I love the Sharks. Don't get me wrong, and I'll support Obviously them wherever not. they play out of. But but my theory is like. Like, there's just too many clubs in that. Like you got St George there. You got South totally there. agree. And and you've got Cronulla, mm-hmm. which is it doesn't matter how successful they are, they're not getting any more people than what they can get at that ground. Yep. Well, if you're but the Dragons, then if you're the Dragons, you're just holding firm because then you get all that area. Yeah. Well, well, but but well, I've said the would. same thing, Rad. I totally agree, and and you're saying it from a Sharks' point of view. I've said it from a Tigers' point of view. Unless you're going to as the Tigers, well and truly get out to Campbelltown and embrace the whole thing and play your games there and make it work as the Panthers have in the Golden West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perth Tigers, West Tigers. That's the, the name's already there for you. We yeah. are too densely populated with bloody rugby league pl- teams between Wollongong and Newcastle. Yeah, yep. this is you sound like Super League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sound like super, this is Super League. <laughs> well, we need to sound yeah. like NRL, National Rugby League, Brian. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's exactly right. Doesn't make oh, doesn't make more sense that the Sharks would just link with the Dragons. Ah, oh, uh, well, well, that was that that was mooted. Mm, good um, word, good word. Yeah. <laughs> I say yeah. it, I say it a different sort of pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> and gets, gets me gets me in trouble at the King Couple yeah. uh, oh, Parents Night. That was that was mooted yeah. um, during the the Super League, you know, and that, and that's where St George Illawarra, like that that was it, almost out of spite. St George merging with Illawarra to say stuff you were mm. gonna. And hoping that the Sharks would get out of there and they could take over the whole area. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. boys, they haven't even nailed both mergers, haven't even nailed their own merger. No. Let alone throwing a third wheel in. No, 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 no that's right. Penrith and Parramatta nearly merged at the end of 99. Yeah. yeah. Two rich clubs. Shooks and uh, Bunnies. Never oh, happening. What? No, they, yeah. George and Nick were sitting down. They had everyone bluffed. George Piggins yeah, and Nick right. Politis. Yep. It was close. Well, I think Boylandy's got really? everyone bluffed. I don't think the Bears are going to Perth. P- Perth Sharks. I'm, Rad, I'm, I'm so on board. And we live in the air, and it's taken away games from what our kids yeah. can see. And there's a lot of Sharks yeah. over there. There's no Bears over there, no, is there? No, no. Yeah, that's right. A lot of Sharks. A lot of sharks. Sharks, sharks fans, feel free hey, mate, to I, I, I'm a shark. I'm a Sharks and... fan. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I don't care where they play. I'll still support them. Mm. And, and I'd, I'd like to think every Sharks fan would be like that. What about your reunion? would like... be disappointing. I'd be, we'd go to WA. Yeah. Yeah. Go to a bit of wine tasting down River. On Nick... What about the uh, the flight schedule for the Vegas teams and yeah, yeah. Roosters, Roosters, okay. Roosters, Roosters getting direct get, flights? Okay. So, so tell us, okay, so everyone else is going via Fiji exactly because yeah. their CFOs yep. have said yes. Yeah, so here's the money, blah 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 blah. We're going to use it for these flights. When Nick's yep. turned around and said, "Well, what about if we kick in just a little bit more?" Mm. 
I'd, out of our own pocket, and we'd fly that. NRL, Love no, it. No skin off our nose. Love it. Just is that say, how it went down, is it? No, that's how I presume it went down. Right. So <laughs> it wasn't just a little bit of a lean by anyone? Lean no, on anyone, no by way. Anyone. It was, it's no, no lean. Well, the so, NRL wouldn't, wouldn't be that stupid. They're okay. going to open themselves up. The, the Roosters are already hated yes. by everyone. Mm. So but, they don't care. Well, they don't care. Okay, so Brian, for the people joining the program for the first time this afternoon. Yeah, welcome back. What What is the detail around the flight? Detail is, so the other three teams are flying uh, Fiji Airways. Yes. They'll have a stopover in Fiji, in Andy, where the Roosters are flying over on the Mickey plane, where it's mm. direct. Direct to Vegas and, or and, LA? And direct to Vegas. Wow. And yeah. lower... Lower compression in the chamber. No, I don't, the that's, that's too. bullshit. That's all bullshit. No, that's true. <laughs> Rat. That's true. Rat, it's bullshit. No, it's true. <laughs> you haven't read about it? I, hey, I don't read the guy that it. thinks there's aliens. Mate, it's so a just, fact. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I back you up on the flat earth. I back you up on the <laughs> aliens. Flat earth. I, I, <laughs> I back you on about uh, Michelle Obama too, but I will not <laughs> back you up on this. <laughs> Michelle. Do you reckon Michelle's coming in? Uh, yeah. That's a whisper. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a, on all the conspiracy channels. Yeah, mm-hmm. she'll uh, she'll come in in May. Mm-hmm. Take Joe Biden's seat and run for office. Get your A grade nominations. Your Michaels in too, Brian. Yep. Um, that's what we need to do. That's what we do. So basically, the three yep. teams are going to stick with what the NRL have paid for. The Chiefs yep. have kicked in a little bit more, and yep. they're just going to get the rails run, so to speak. Anyway, it could be time for this. Okay, this is up in the Gold Coast, Mm -hmm. in the Gold Coast Park. A man laughed while thrusting his naked body and genitalia towards bystanders at a Gold Coast Park, (laughs) telling police, people deserve to see this. (laughs) Uh, The alleged incident occurred near Lions Park, Tullabudgera Valley. Uh, What happened was the police, they located the male, still naked, standing on the roadside with his penis exposed while wearing a pair of 1997 Gold Coast Chargers socks. Oh. That's all he, that's, <laughs> that is all he had. The court, the court was told. The court was told the man admitted to attending uh, officers. He was angry because he was disrupted early in the day by rural fire service crews who were responding to a small campfire that he had lit. Um, the the man who happened to be wearing some sort of MC. Hammer pants <laughs> said he belonged. <laughs> he belonged oh, in wow. a piece of uh, Lionel uh, vinyl. Sounds like one of mate. He had a bit of vinyl. Uh, but he got away with it. He only got four hundred dollars in fines, but still walked in and out of this park. <laughs> Boys, did you know about, about this story? No, I haven't heard about this. Yeah. I haven't. And, and my, no. my 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 daughter trains near that. Oh, park, jeez. Jeez. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be worried about that. Who could it be? Nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> Charges. Marcus Boy, maybe. Oh, yeah. Chris Nahi. <laughs> Chris Nahi. Yeah. Brendan Hurst. Wes Patton. Yeah. Wow. Where's he Patton? Where's yeah. Where's he? <laughs> who else do we who else? Oh, Phil Economides. Yeah. yeah. Coach Hall, of the Year. Coach Chris of the Year, nineteen ninety seven. Chris Hall was he there? Chris Hall was there. Yeah. Just wow. Graham Mackay, Bubba. Oh, Macca. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And this particular part truly is one of the best of. Uh, the great Ian Roberts uh, really just Showed all his cards, didn't he, Brian? Held back for nothing. Encouraged us to, to ask whatever we wanted to ask. Yep, How he, good was he? Yeah, so he's had to have... Um, I've had a bit to do with Robbo over the years, you know, in media. But this this conversation he had, um, that's the best I've ever heard him speak. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not he's now, I suppose, a little bit older and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, what a fantastic gentleman. What a fantastic chat. And you can check it out on YouTube. Uh, the SEN League YouTube channel is a way to do that.
You know what I feel like, Brian? Wedged in between you two? I feel like Mr. Inbetweener. Ah, that's what I feel like. Good segue. That's a good, you're very good segue. Mate. You like that? Very sharp, mate. Very sharp. <laughs> well, that little voice you've just heard teased is this particular man here. There's been nothing wrong with the form of this man in the game. What a tackle from Roberts. Crunch. And he screams at him to get up and play it. So Roberts is all fired up. What a tackle. Potter was flying a million miles an hour. This is what you call a dead end bang. Oh, I love that. That's the voice of Graham Hughes. I remember that. What did you say to him, Robbo? Or give me the intro, sorry. Say welcome. Sorry to the run home with Joel and Fletch, (laughs) the great Ian Roberts. That's nice to be here, boys. uh, I feel like it's um, it's going to be pretty hard to live up to that introduction. (laughs) Robbo, what did you say to poor old Potsy when you just levelled him? (laughs) I have no idea, man. I do know that I was pretty fired up and I was... um, that was back in the day when I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder, so I, I can't imagine what I said. Yeah. <laughs> 86, you start with South Sydney. Take yeah. us through that story. Um, man, I, I, mean, I was a South junior my whole life. Like, I mean, I played uh, all, my, all my junior footy in, uh, for South. It was kind of um, it's just a, a natural progression. It was kind of weird. Like, not weird, but I, when you think back, I remember at the end of 86, I made $9,000 clear, and I thought I was flash. I like I was a sparky, but I like it's a huge di- difference. Very different time back then, mate. It was, uh, I mean, we used to train at, um, I don't know, Fletch was ever in this situation. We used to train at like five o'clock so everyone could get home mm. from work, yeah. get chasing and go to training. Yeah. Very different world. You know? And, you know, twice a week. That's right. Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And then, did you go out on the on the drink? Was, uh, was you, I don't know you weren't a big drinker, but your gang... Far yeah. out. You had some uh, heavy hitters. Uh, uh, Craig Coleman. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a few. Uh, Mick Mon- uh, Montgomery. Yeah, there's a few big hitters there, mate. Um, that, that, mate, I wasn't. I've never really been a drinker, but I. Uh, it was never really my thing. I was. When I was in that, I do remember in that pack. I was um, particularly in '86. I mean, I was. I think I was like 20. And it was quite a. <laughs> It was quite an intimidating pack to come into, you know what I mean? Like you had Les Davison, Wayne Chisholm, Mario Fennick, uh, 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 Mick Andrews. Mick Andrews, you know, yeah. like they were all kind of like ferocious in their own way. I just went, and there used to be, <laughs> the first game we played was um, Charity Shield. The first game I played, I would have been 20, and I was playing, I was packing in against um, Craig Young. I didn't think, you know, when you're like, you're 20, you don't think you should be there, right? Like yeah. you say, what am I doing here? But he was a kind of a, like a bit of a, uh, a bit of an item for me. And I do remember there was a second scrum, and we used to have this. Oh, I think I've, you might have heard this story, Fletch. We I love had, it. I know what's going on. We now. used to have this call uh, called Henry. Mm. Like Craig Coleman, Tug. I'm, listen, I'm just going to call him Tug. He's Tugger to me. That, that yeah. was his nickname, Craig. Where Craig would walk through the middle of the scrum and say, Henry's on, Henry's on. And that was an all in. Yeah. And I'll never forget him. And I was like 20, and Craig Young was quite opposite me. And I was just like, no. I always went to water, mate. Like, I hit him once. He didn't, it was almost like he brushed to the side and he grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and nearly put his hand through the back of my head. You know, I was just like, but I just, I just like, that, that year was like, when that Henry call used to, oh my God, it was terrifying, mate. It was wait, terrifying. Wait, okay. Who would call Henry? Uh, Craig Coleman. And, and would Tugger ever get oh, involved? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Henry's on, boys. Oh, Henry's Henry on now on TV. <laughs> Actually, literally, Jamie Goddard and uh, Joey John's going town. But when would, would he when would he use it, Robbo? Like, is it when you were getting beat or he was just sort of feeling the game? Just feeling the game. Yeah. It, was, uh, yeah, it, was, it was just feeling the game and how we were going. That was a second. Like, I mean, it, it wasn't unusual for him to you know, be calling it in the second half, just, just depending on where we were at. Um, it was in uh, that was in honour of um, Henry Morris, who was uh, if anyone knows the South Juniors, he's used to be the uh, 
he was he, he was like the, the the king of the juniors. Yeah. And Henry's really done a, a lot for like junior football in the South area. Yeah. You know Craig Young. So he made the Australian schoolboys the first ever Australian schoolboys. I think it might have been, and he had never played a game one single game of rugby league till that time. So he he'd made the Australian schoolboys. He was a soccer player. Who's he? Star soccer player. He Craig Young. It. Craig Young was a star soccer player. Like gun soccer player. And never played one game. There was, he'd never, ever played a game of rugby league. He wanted to try it out. Snuck down on it to get a day off school. Snuck down on trials down in Canberra. Oh, wow. Made the Australian schoolboys team. He was, like, he, was yeah. built, he was built like a tree, mate. It was just all... There, there, there was no shape. It was just all head and then straight down. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like... um. So he was part of that Division 21, which was police, yeah. which Very basically good. could... Like, if you're having troubles in your town, i.e., like some bad dudes coming, this Division 21 coming and would just like have the green light yeah. to, to basically go to town on them. <laughs> like, he was a tough man. Yeah. What about a tough yeah. town? You, a lot of people don't know this, and I actually didn't know it myself. You've had a big year, 1986, but you actually end up in, in England for Wigan. Uh, yeah, that was because um, um, I was born in, in the UK. Um, and back then, the rules were a little bit different. And also, that there was, um, yeah, the English. They were playing in our off season, so we could we we could uh, we had that, that situation, um, but yeah, because I was English born, I didn't qualify as an import. There used to be allowed three imports back then. Um, yeah, so what what happened in '86? We we got we got knocked out uh, in the semis. Uh, South got knocked out in the semis, and then because there was about six or seven of us, and then it used to be the under twenty threes reserve grade and first grade. There had been about six or seven of us in the first grade that were under twenty threes, and they dropped a few of us back through the year so we could qualify for, for the twenty three under twenty threes. There was about seven of us played in the under twenty threes grand final. We beat Penrith on the Sunday, and I flew to England on the Sunday night and played um, t- Tuesday night in the um, uh, what was it? It was the Lancashire Cup semi final. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Chris Radlinski coming up. Did he cross paths with either of you two? Uh, yeah, Rads was there when I was there. He didn't play, though. My la- His last year was my first year at Wigan. Gotcha. I loved it. Did you, you want to play with him, Ian? No. 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 It was incredible. It sounded like, oh, it's did you best. play Central Park? Yep. Oh, no, no, no. The, the new one. The new one. Yeah, the, right. um, yeah. DW. Yeah, we um, that year I played, that was 86. So we, we played against, We I think we won four of the five competitions that, uh, over there then. Um, we played against the the touring kangaroo side. It was like it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Robbo. So as a South supporter growing up, mad South fan. Nineteen ninety was a tough year to take when you went to uh, Manly. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell us a bit about that. Like, obviously, money was just yeah. coming into the game. Was it just purely a money thing? Uh, Bozo. Well, no, no well, so see, Bozo wasn't there. I mean, Bozo wasn't connected. With, well, he was with still with the club. He wasn't connected in any way. Like. Graham Lowe was the uh, the coach at Manly. Oh, yeah. I had had a good relationship with Lowe when I was at Manly. That was in like '86. But the, 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 yeah, the, the main reason was um, it, it was about money. I think I was getting like two hundred twenty thousand. That was like huge, mo- massive money. Oh, massive, massive, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, and the other thing was, I mean, in truth, I uh, I had also. I mean, it was. This is going to sound a bit silly, but in 1990, I had decided like to come out, like. And just talk about because it was the worst kept secret rugby yeah. league. Even when I was at South, mate, like like you know, I used to take my partner, but I but I used to be. Uh, it's a bit hard to, to explain this. I used to. I was a bit pig-headed as a kid. I, I never had an issue with me being same-sex attracted. Like, but I I didn't used. I used to think 
that I shouldn't have to announce it. Like mm. people yeah. should just like I should take my partner to functions and yep. one that like no one else announces that they're taking no, no. Stri- no, heterosexual. No, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's mm. how I used to think. But I also know as I've gotten older, I'd always realize also realize you can't be what you can't see, and like invisibility is important. Like so I, I understand. Though I did originally, well, that was one of the reasons when I. The deciding factors when I left Manly was I was uh, so when I left South to go to Manly I was going to come out that year but that same year over in England I always like to mention this when, when my story comes up about me coming out um, it was a guy by the name of Justin Fashion who was playing uh, in the Premier League yes uh, he came out that, that yep. same he was the first guy man in a professional team sport to come out publicly and he was like crucified by the British press and by supporters. Uh, he retired in 1994. That's the same year I came out and took his own life in 98. Mm-hmm. But it's something like, I, I like to say that story because when I first went to Manly, I was going to come out that same year. And just seeing the way that he was treated. And, but we're now talking about a time there was no mobile phones. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you follow the story, you had to read about it or, or watch it on TV or, or on the radio. You know what I mean? He was crucified by the... Um, yeah, by the British press. I was just like, shit, I don't want to be a part of that. So, But, Robbo, why 1990? So did you think to yourself, well, I'm going to have a fresh start over at Manly. Yeah. I may as well yeah. have a fresh start and let everyone know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. it's just like, like, uh, um, yeah, my family had known for a long time. I was just like, oh, just get it over with. And then the whole thing, with, like I said, with, with Justin happened. And I was just, just remember being, oh, shit, I don't know. If, I, don't know if, I don't know if sports ready for that. Like, it, it's hard to explain. Maybe. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, and that's kind of what... So I got to Manly, um, and even though, you know, the crazy thing was, my then partner, Shane, um, like everyone knew Shane and I were together. Everyone at Manly knew we were together. I mean, Shane used to be, you know, the guy in, in the mascot suit, the guy in the, in yeah, the seagull yeah. suit yeah. with the big, the big freaking beak and the wings yeah, and, yeah. like, doing cartwheels. That was my partner, Shane. Oh, right? was it? Like everyone, uh, like was every- that part of the deal? That Was that package deal? <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. The waves this man has created in the media this morning with his chat on breakfast with Vossi and Brandy with Enhanced Games founder Adam D'Souza. Here's what the great man had to say. 50% of Australians Olympians live in poverty. And so it's time to pay the athletes and reward excellence. People like James deserve to earn millions for the extraordinary feats that they have accomplished, and we are willing to do so. We are very happy to put $1 million uh, with escrow.com to guarantee uh, for James that when he comes to compete at the first enhanced games, if he breaks the 50 uh, freestyle world record, that million is for him. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. Uh... I want to approach this the right way. So I want to go to America. I want to get the right advice. I want to take the right supplements. I don't know much about that world. So I want to do my research. I want to have the right team behind me. And with the help of Aaron, I'd also love to document it um, through video form, show how it can be done safely, properly, and create an athlete that we haven't seen before. Live from the North Bondi Surf Life Saving Club and at the foot, as you come to the entry of this building, there is a scrum of Australian media and they are all here to see the man formerly known as 
James, the missile, Magnuson, but these days it appears, you know, it's faster than a missile. The fastest missile is James Hypersonic Magnuson, who joins the run home with Joel and Fletch. Missile, what a turbulent 24 hours it's been. It's been a crazy day, Joel. Uh, I woke up this morning and my phone was going nuts. And I try to make a habit of not checking my phone early in the morning. It's not good. It's not good to start the day like that. But driving to the gym, kept pinging, 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 messages, messages, emails. History tells me that that's from controversy. <laughs> but this morning, to be honest, Joel, I think it's a more positive story. Yes. So this Enhanced Games has been spoken about probably for the best part of 12 months. And I was listening the other day to some podcasts, as I do, and um, on the Joe Rogan podcast it pops up, and they said this Enhanced Games now has the backing of several billionaire philanthropists yep. who want to go ahead with the games, who want to create a spectacle and who want to help these athletes and also reward them financially. Upon hearing that, I started thinking, this thing is more serious than any of us ever thought. Uh, I then, uh, Hello Sport, friends of the yeah. show here on SEN, contacted me and said, what do you think about this Enhanced Games? I said, well, for a million dollars, I'll go to the Enhanced Games and I'll break the 50 freestyle world record. I've then gone to bed last night. Okay, can I just ask you before you go to bed here yes. in the story, when you said the comments to Tom and Eddie from Hello Sport, was it tongue-in-cheek or were you legitimate about those statements? A little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. When you talk about would you do something for a million dollars, we've all had that conversation, right? Would you do it for a million dollars? million US, if you don't mind. million US. So we're talking <laughs> 1.6 Australian. Yeah, thank you. Would you do it for a million US? Would I do this for a million dollars US? Seriously, yes, I would. Did I think that they would come to the party with that million dollars US, million dollars US at the time? No, but, but I thought there was a potential for it. And upon having time to think about it, to think about the repercussions, uh, to think about the opportunities, that's one thing. Most people, all they'll talk about is the negatives. What could happen? What could go wrong? What about your reputation? What about, you know, the, the kids that are looking up to you as a hero? Nobody talks about the opportunities. What about if this is a new avenue for yes. athletes? What about if this is a new earning potential? What about if this means that you don't have to retire when you're 27 like I did? You can compete well into your 30s. What about if we document this thing? If I do this perfectly, scientifically, medically... Uh, mentally, if I do this perfectly and we document it and we release this documentary and it shows no ill side effects, no lack of ability to have children, no mental, physical, any sort of um, side effects, what if this becomes a, a future opportunity for, for athletes around the world? Am I endorsing it right now as an opportunity for any athlete? No, absolutely not. Would I have taken up this opportunity when I was competing, when I was a current athlete? No, I wouldn't have. The Olympic Games as a child for me was the pinnacle of sport and it's what I strive towards my whole life, my whole career. I dedicated myself to that pursuit and one of the proudest moments for me was representing my country at an Olympic Games. This sits separate to my swimming career. My swimming career finished five years ago now. I achieved what I achieved naturally. I achieved the, the times, the records, the medals, all of that naturally. We're now five years down the track. I'm no longer 27. I'm 32 years old. History tells you 
that as an athlete I'm past my athletic peak. The enhanced games tell me that this is still possible. Let's find out. When you went to bed, did you have any idea of the scale of the movement, so to speak, that you wake up to? Any idea? No. No. Particularly given it was just on a podcast yeah. midweek, um, but didn't happen here on SEN, didn't happen on TV. It was shows, shows the scope of podcasts now and the scope of social media. I didn't know it was going to go as global as it has. I knew it may gain some traction in the Australian market, maybe, potentially. But my phone today has been lit up from journalists around the world, which hasn't happened in yeah. a little while. It's not something that I'm um, foreign to. I, headlines have, at times, followed me around during my <laughs> career. So it's not something that I'm not used to. But um, it's when you're talking about the money that, that, that we're talking about, and this isn't just about the the money for the world record. There's going to be other things involved in this. It's life-changing money, mm. and I'm at an age now where I'm looking at, you know, settling down and starting a family, and this is beyond just me being selfish, saying I want to be this macho guy breaking a world record. This is about setting up myself and, and my future family for the next decade. So to be completely transparent, and for all the listening audience out there, across Australia and any other country that's tuning in, you 100% have never in your competing history touched a performance-enhancing drug? Beyond my competing history, my, my history. Yes. Ever. And tested how many times in your career? So, for an example, I, I was one of the most tested athletes in the world because of the circumstances of my rise to prominence. So, um, in 2010, I was a virtual unknown. 2011, I become the fastest man in history within a year period, usually there's somewhat of a gradual rise to that prominence. Yes. For me, it came thick and fast, and as a result of that came accusations and testing. Not necessarily from Australia, but from around the world. Internally here in Australia, Asada would have records of how many times they've tested me. And I would put good money on it being, if not the most an athlete's ever been tested, top couple of Australian athletes ever tested. Um, during the London Olympics, I was tested daily. I did what was called a blood passport. So I'd go in each day and give a blood sample so that they could keep track of my blood and see if there were any irregularities in it across that period of the Olympic Games, before, during and after competition. So there's no questions around my career as an athlete prior to retirement. Um, up until this day, I've never touched a performance-enhancing drug I don't know what different types of performance-enhancing drugs are going to be recommended or suggested or tested, um, but I'm committed to doing this the, the safest way possible to, well, firstly, future-proof myself, but then also to use it as a test case. And let's say in a year's time... I race and I break the world record or I race and I don't break the world record. Let's sit back. Let's go through this process. Let's see what worked. Let's see were there any side effects, were there any risks, and let's make a judgment on this process as a whole once we see the results. At the moment, all you're going to get is opinion. It's not, it's not opinion from medical experts. It's not opinions from people that have tried this or done this. And Most of it is not opinions from athletes. Let's just... Keep our powder dry, work through the process, do it properly. 
I'm not going to rush this. I'm not going to go to the local juice head in the gym and say, what's your stack? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this properly. And it's probably going to have to be overseas. And I'm going to seek out the best. Because things are illegal here, is that what you're saying? I believe so, Joel. I believe so. Um, I'm going to seek out the best medical experts in the world because, let's be honest, there's a bit at stake. Yes. My health, first and foremost. Yep. A million USD. Secondary.